Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hey, hope you're having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, and you're going to have an amazing new year. I know it. we got a lot going on in this new year. Presidential election cycle, a caucus in just a few weeks. The election season has started, and I'm so honored you've made this show your home. We've got some best of shows to keep you entertained during this holiday season. If you miss this stuff, you're going to see it here. This is some of the best segments, obviously, called best ofs that we've done during the year. And we're basing on your feedback. We appreciate it so much. We will be back with you live at rumble.com slash Bongino on January 3rd. But for now, I hope you enjoy these shows. Check them out. I have been chomping, chomping at the bit to get on the air today because you know I love music. And if you have not heard this song, then you have done yourself a huge disservice. It went nuclear viral in less than probably five hours. Someone sent it to me yesterday, uh, yesterday, excuse me, my New York accent pop yesterday. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the news just to kind of get the show ready for today. And a lot of people text me. I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but a lot of people text me about, oh, see this, look at that. And I just don't have time. Something told me you need to listen to this because the guy who sent it to me doesn't text me often. He said, please listen to this song. Ladies and gentlemen, bad times make good music. And if there was ever a guy that summed up where we are now, it's a man named Oliver Anthony. He gave us permission to play a portion of this song. The song is called Rich Men North of Richmond. Folks, he didn't want me to play this in the beginning because I never play music to start a show. But if you take two minutes of your life to listen to this, I promise you, you won't be the same afterwards. You have my word. If you would. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. All it is, living in the new world With an old soul There's rich men north or rich men Lord knows it all Just wanna have total control Wanna know what you think Wanna know what you do And they don't think you know But I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. But God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground, cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up 
and it not be true, but it is. Ninety-nine to one. I was right. Yes. Oliver Anthony, folks. Rich men north of Richmond. Your dollar ain't worth shit. You should care about miners outside of miners on an island. You ain't gonna hear shit like that anymore. That's some freaking music right there. You know, man. There's some special power to music. I don't know what it does. It's just sound. That's all it is. But it doesn't feel like sound. It gives you the feels like nothing else. Oliver Anthony. We're playing out on the radio later, too, because everybody needs to hear that. So I guess there's a couple in there that didn't like it in the beginning, but listen, man, I, I feel it's my it. job. Joe, no, you, if anyone knows like music, it. it's you, brother. Joe is an actual musician. That's not a bad way to start the show. Man, no. gives me the goosebumps. I've heard it about 100 times now. By the way, is this guy's not, not going to be a one-hit wonder. You got everything this guy sings is amazing. Oliver Anthony. Rich men north of Richmond. All right, let's get to the show. I got a lot to talk about. Folks, it's so obvious. And by the way, I won again against Key. I just want that on the record. I'm like, my my record of success is 999 to 1 with Key. So thank you. The chat's overwhelmed. Love it. Love it. Hit. Yeah, play it again. Well, well I can't play it again, but you play it on the radio later. Yeah. So there was one guy in there. Like, wrong move, Dan. There's always some grump in there. I love you, though. You're welcome in the chat, too. Oh, we live? Sorry. That's quite a way to start. I was just telling the audience here in a live show how you got to go from like beast mode, Dan Bongino, to radio friendly, Dan Bongino. And we're here. We're on the podcast. We're live. We're in Nashville with an amazing crowd. Let me hear it. Nashville. And as you can see, I got a special guest here on the stage with me, the amazing talented, incredible country music legend, my good friend, Johnny Rich. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, man. Gosh, is it good to see you. So I, I hear you know the owner of this joint, Redneck Riviera? Yeah, he's a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. I heard he's handsome, too. He's a handsome well, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a handful. <laughs> no, man, you're sitting in the Redneck Riviera downtown, which is my bar. This is where the Patriots come to party, man. man so, I love this place. Let me tell you my first story experience in your awesome bar here, Redneck Riviera, where we will be tomorrow night launching his incredible album, which he was kind enough to give me and my wife, Paula, over there. She gave He gave us a free concert. He's got an actual bar in his house. I don't mean a house bar. I mean like a bar in his house that rivals this bar. And he played, he played the album. It's called The Country Truth. It's a banger. Every single song, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, tomorrow night here on Rumble. But I came to your bar on New Year's Eve. I was here with Fox a couple of years ago. And I said, John, can, can we get in? The bar was packed. And I remember your bouncer at front like, we're not taking any more people. And then someone called down and said, hey, Dan Bongino's that. And then they walked me up right here. John was playing. Yeah. And man, I had the best time. You took us on the tour bus in back. You remember that? Oh, yeah, of course I do. That yeah, was I a mean, good time. You're always welcome here, man. We, we Listen, th this bar, Redneck Riviera, the brand itself, we support God, family, and country. That's it. That's all right. You feel like... I know we've had this conversation on radio before, but never on the podcast. Listen, you've been with Lone Star, Big and Rich, Solo, and you're one of the few guys who's had hits with all of them. I mean, listen, 
a couple of guys had, you know, big hits when they were with Kiss and then went out on their own and they didn't do anything. Some did, some didn't. You've been with Lone Star, Big and Rich, and Solo, number ones, hits everywhere. But you've seen the country music, which is going to surprise a lot of my listeners here, even the country music industry going woke from the inside. I've seen it too, and you decided you were going to do something about it. Yeah, so really a few years ago, uh, as I was part of that music industry you're talking about from my whole adult life, what started to happen is that the industry started to go very liberal, very woke. Uh, there was always those people in the business, but now they started to press down onto the artist. They didn't used to mess with your music or tell you what to sing, what not to sing, what interviews to do, what interviews you can't, but they started doing that a few years ago. And it got to the point where I, I looked at myself one day and I said, is my freedom of speech more valuable to me than the approval of the music industry? Yeah. That's the question I had to ask myself. And I said, you know what? Damn right it is. And I want to say what I want to say. I'm an American by God. I'm allowed to talk if I want to. And if that means I lose the approval of the music industry, so be it. I'm sure I'll figure out another way to get to the fans with my music. So thanks to you, Truth, Rumble, all the folks that have me on, and all the fans especially that find my music and download it, they have put me at number one on the last four singles. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're darn right. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about this parallel economy, how we've got to get away from these libs. Like, here's the thing, folks. Uh, listen, I, I believe in God-given rights. Big R, God-given. God, capital G, God-given rights. That means for these libs, too. I don't want anything to do with them. You want to play your music? Play your music. Matter of fact, play it on Rumble. I couldn't give a damn. The platform is there for everyone, but they don't feel the same way about us. They will never, ever, these maniacs, ever leave us alone, ever. Because you got to remember, the essence of their entire guiding ethos, John, this collectivism, socialism crap, is stealing away God-given liberties is a zero-sum game, man. It's either yours or theirs. Either you're spending your dollar or they are. Either they're telling you how to write your music or you are. The thing with us is we don't want any of their decisions. Send your kid to whatever school you want. Keep your money. I don't want all my tax cuts for me. I want it for you too. But when it comes to music and other stuff, they can never leave you alone because the essence of their power is to take from others. And you said, screw it. I'm not doing it. And in the songs, you stick it to them like progress. Yeah, Where they, yeah. I mean, that was a kick in the balls to the left. That oh, song. They hated that one. They, they absolutely hated uh, stick your progress where the sun don't shine. I mean, they lost their ever-loving minds over that one. Which is good, because honestly, if they thought well of me, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going a little out of order with the show. Hey, Guy, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to play that uh, Oliver clip from, uh, you know, that react. Give me a second here. But, you know, you and I, it's just hilarious, turned into a big Twitter conspiracy. We got the New York Times calling me, the LA Times calling John. John and I just like music. I saw this guy on Twitter, Oliver Anthony, his real name is Chris. And I, I texted you that I not shot. I go, holy shit, you hear this guy? This is like the craziest thing I've ever heard. And John, who's got a better ear for music than me, like a lot better, he's only made a career out of it. He's like, I said, am I crazy? Is this guy like talented or what? He goes, no, this is like really good stuff. And this is after it had kind of already blown up a little bit. So we really just wanted to help the guy out. But my question to you, John, is a song like that, if he were to go the traditional woke label route, there isn't a chance in hell. A song about, you know, a, a miners on an island, there ain't no way that song gets uh, gets printed or played on the radio anywhere. No, so... What's that? Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, there you go. What are we doing? Sharing this mic? Can you oh, hear just it? share one? Yeah. 
yeah, pull off of this one? Okay. So, the, yeah, the, the real answer to that scenario, Dan, is that if Oliver Anthony would have had a record deal and recorded and written the exact same song, The Rich Men North of Richmond, if he had done that, they would have buried that song underneath the building at the record label. Yeah. You would have never heard it in a million years. They probably would have dropped him from the deal for even daring to say something like that. So now the ironic thing is all the major labels are slithering up to his feet out in Virginia, yeah. showing up at his shows, offering him millions of dollars and all this stuff to do it. And so I'm on the phone going, what do you think about that? He goes, one guy, one guy made me an offer for like all this money and stuff if I would work with him. I said, well, what would you say to him? He said, I asked him, in exchange for what? <laughs> and, and I said, did he answer you back? He said, no, he didn't really have an answer for that. I said, yeah, because the answer would have been for your life, son, for your life. He's not going to do it. I think he's going to stay independent. He, he is a real threat to the music industry because he did all this without them. They could spend every last penny they have, all of them could, and not get 10% of what this kid's built by himself. He, he is an important voice. He's also, uh, when I text him, I'll say, hey, man, how's it going this morning? He goes, resting my voice and reading the King James. <laughs> That's what he says. So he's really that guy. No, no joke. Last question for you, and I'll let you roll. Tomorrow night, don't forget, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, John Rich going to launch his album, The Country Truth. Everybody go buy it, buy every song. The songs are amazing. Don't miss it here, live, exclusive to Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. You know, uh, this guy seems, I mean, he's the real deal. You read his Facebook thing uh, that he put out, that this uh, statement on Facebook, and it was so self-deprecating. And that's something, John, you know, in the entertainment business, man, we saw with this crazy Snow White actress lady talking about how, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so important. Snow White sucks, and we're, like, changing to whatever. You said, not this guy. This guy puts out a statement that says the exact opposite. Uh, Chris Oliver, he says, Hey man, listen, like I'm not a good guy. Like I've been saved, uh, uh, but I live in a $750 trailer with a tarp on it. Like don't expect, I'm not your idol here, you know? And I thought that was just so refreshing to hear from this guy. That's why you can hear the pain in his voice. That song was real, man. Yeah, that's what freaks out the music industry because they are the opposite of that. They are the opposite of real. They, they market us into a, a state of numbness and just roll us into whatever narrative they want to have. And this guy's gonna, not going to have anything to do with it. You know, you've got... Aldine that had the big song, Try That in a Small Town. Here's Oliver Anthony with Richmond North of Richmond. I've got a funny one, I'm Offended, that's about to come out talking about our culture that's on the funny side. I think it's an important role right now to be an artist that's not, that's not going to do what the industry says and give the people what they want, which is songs about truth, the country truth. Yeah, brother. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, man. I can't wait. John, we will see you. You going to hang around? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do some radio later too, right? Yeah. Don't I, miss the radio I own show. the joint, man. I'll you do. He own, you, you own this place? Thanks, brother. Johnny Ridge. Johnny Ridge. I love this guy. I'll tell you a little story about Johnny Rich. We were on the five together, tearing some shit up over there at Fox. And uh, he brought in the Redneck Riviera whiskey. Where is that? Give me a John. Give me that bottle, sir. He knows the guy who made this stuff, too. So it's got his name on the back. It says, uh, oh, John Rich. Oh, that's his, too. <laughs> so, yeah, we were out there on the five. And this was on the table. Uh, during the show, they said something about the whiskey thing. So I'm eyeballing that whiskey. I'm like, all right. Have you actually got I wish I could go play for you the actual clip. So at the end of the show, everybody's walking out. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, nobody said anything. Uh, true story. So who was it? I, was it Kirsten or someone? One of my one of my crew at Fox who was on my show 
was like, hey man, you know what happened with that bottle? I'm like, no idea, no idea. <laughs> and then an hour later, I said, I'm just messing with you. I said, it's sitting here in my hotel room. And they're like, there's a lot missing. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Like, John, John brought a half empty bottle. What kind of guy is he, man? He brought a half empty bottle. Redneck Riviera whiskey, check it out. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for John's album. All right, I want to play that thing. Guy. Guy, do you have that queued up? Gee, you have that queued up, Oliver? Yeah. All right, I want you to watch this, folks. This is um, this is really important, just speaking about the music industry and how emotions matter. I know you've heard the song. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But um, this guy, uh, Orf on Twitter, had put together one of these reaction videos. And I just want you to watch a clip of this. And I'm going to read to you a little bit of uh, of uh, what Oliver had to say. It's um, on Facebook. It's pretty profound. You know what, Jim? I'm going to need the elements because uh, they're not, I don't have a prompter. So can I take the, ra- you know, the printout radio elements? So watch this. But why do- I want you to watch the reaction of the people and how the left loves to divide us into these ridiculous boxes. Eh, you're black, you're white, immigrant, non-immigrant, union, not union. All of a sudden, no, the, uh, yeah, that stuff, that, that stuff there. Um, but watch the reaction from people of all different races. And just check this out. Gee, play that cut if you would. Six feet in the ground, cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Ah! Lord, it's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me. What? People like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, you just see the reaction from people and you notice nobody really gives a damn about skin color. Oh, my gosh, that's a black guy and a white guy. That's the liberals. I tell every conservative and everyone sitting here in this audience, too, you should be damn proud that there once was a civil rights movement in the United States on the left, too, that cared about things like, uh, you know, character over the melanin content of someone's skin. But that's just not a lefty thing anymore. Do you notice the minute this guy's song hit and it really touched people, it really got the people's souls. Do you notice the first thing was it had to be a right wing song? What the hell's right wing about a bunch of rich dudes screwing our lives over up in Washington, D.C.? What the hell's right wing? And the answer is... That is right wing now. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? For the first time, these goons in the media are right. The left has completely abandoned any kind of questioning whatsoever of the elite foie gras eating dipshits at these cocktail party crowds sipping their Louis XIII cognac. That's them now. That's a, I'm looking around at the people in this room. I wish I could flash the camera around this way, but we had to get this together at the last minute. I'm not as sophisticated as some of these other shows. But folks, these people here work for a living, man. There's one dude here, 57. He looks like he's like 25 years old. Yeah, knuckles all jacked up, fingernails all dirty. That's what we are now. That's our. That's not their movement anymore. That's us. You should put your chest out and your chin up and be damn proud, man. The working class American, you're in our party now. You're in our movement. These lefties, they don't give a damn about you. They never did. You got to read this book. This book, Revolt Against the Masses by Fred Siegel. Andrew Wilkow, a good friend of mine, loves it too. This book is amazing. And all it talks about is how the left is always screwed over the middle class. They have always screwed over the middle class. They hate everything about you. I'm sorry to tell you this, folks. I'm not intentionally trying to be divisive for clicks. I don't need it. I don't need anybody's money. I don't need anybody's clicks. I don't need any of that crap. I'm telling you, they have always hated you. It's born out of this patriarchal sense of aristocracy. 
they feel these lefties like because they went to Harvard or whatever it is and got a degree in gender studies or something like that. They've got this perverse, bizarre feeling that because they've got this degree that you should be subjugated to them because you work in a coal mine. They ain't done shit. They haven't done anything. This world is not a better place because they wrote some damn white paper. White paper about whatever, ninth century Sumerian rock carving. No one gives a shit. It's true. It's the coal miner that's heating the damn coal plant, producing the steam that's pumping the electricity in your house that's keeping you warm in the winter. These are the people that matter. These people have hated you forever. They have this patriarchal feeling that they should be big daddy to you, that they should be running your lives and you should just shut them up and just listen to them because they went to Harvard or Princeton or Dartmouth or something. And listen, I, I, I got nothing against people who better themselves by going to school. I went there myself. But you all know my rule. If you cite your education, you're probably what? You're probably a moron. <laughs> Having said that, I say, <laughs> I say that as someone who's been there. I did a couple graduate degrees. You know what? I did learn a lot in business school. But that's not an excuse for me to tell you I understand your life better than you. We got people here who work for a living. Truckers, pilots, cops. I don't know jack about your job. I couldn't, I don't even know where the power button is. If it doesn't say power on a big rig, I don't even know where to turn that damn thing on. Oh, but then you got an MBA. It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. I'm sorry. You can clap if you'd like. And that's not one of these like weird Democrat moments. It's an applause line. You see Nancy Pelosi the other day? Yeah. Don't feel it. <laughs> Yeah, we're Republicans. We don't, have, we don't have to announce applause lines, but don't feel any need to be quiet. Don't worry. This is my show. But I don't know anything about that. And I want to read to you what Oliver said quick. I read a little bit on the radio. This is the last portion. I want you to listen to this, folks. This is what he put on his Facebook. This is just the last portion. This guy could have been a multimillionaire a week ago. And yet he's sitting there and taking it all in. Listen to this. He says, in 2019... I paid $97,000 for property I live on. I still owe 60000 on it. I'm living in a 27-foot camper with a tarp on the roof. I got off Craigslist for 750 bucks. He says, I'm not a very good person. I spent the last five years struggling with mental health and using alcohol to drown it. I'm sad to see the world and the state it's in with everyone fighting with each other. Yeah, me too, brother. I spent many nights feeling hopeless that the greatest country on earth is quickly fading away. That being said, I hate the way the internet has divided all of us. The internet's a parasite, infects the minds of humans and has their way with them. Hours wasted, goals forgotten, loved ones sitting in houses with each other distracted all day by technology made by the hands of other poor souls in sweatshops in a foreign land. When's enough enough? When are we going to fight for what's right again? Millions have died protecting the liberties we have. Freedom of speech is such a precious gift. Never in world history has the world had the freedom it currently does. Don't let them take it away from you. Just like those once wandering in the desert, we've lost our way from God, and we've let false idols distract us and divide us. It's a damn shame. Steep, man. That's deep. That's deep. Ugh. I wish that guy the best. But I'll just kind of end this segment with that before we move on to some other stuff. You know, I, I think you all know here, you all believers in the afterlife. And yeah. Yeah. Me too. 
God gave us his gift, music. None of us can explain it. I mean, it's just sound, right? Like that's sound too. Like why does that not sound good, but something else does? I mean, I'm sure there's some neuroscientist with a Harvard degree who can explain to you the <laughs> neurochemistry behind the dopamine reward system, but I, I we'll pass on that for now. God gave us this gift of music to unite us all. And don't you all find it weird that this guy sings this song? I said this to Paula. And everyone at the same time, the first time they heard it, was like, wow, that's special. Come on, you've been listening to music forever. And you know, sometimes even like yeah. my favorite song, Sand in My Boots, Morgan Wallen. Even that took me two or three times before I really started to like tear up about it. It was such a great song. I love music. He sent this guy who admits, I don't know him. I don't know his past. Uh, frankly, I don't care. Guy says, I'm not a good person. I'm in a lot of pain. Maybe we can all learn some. Maybe it's a unifying moment, but it was a special moment for me. So let's get to it. Last night, a absolute disaster uh, for the left, that is. CNN, uh, of course, wanted to have Trump on because of the ratings. They thought they could, quote, control Donald Trump. I think we've learned uh, for the last seven years now that no one's going to control Donald Trump. And um, listen, I say this with a lot of love. I, uh, I think I've been very fair to all candidates in the race. Wouldn't you guys agree? Very fair. I, I, I genuinely like, as people, a lot of people in there. I don't we really have a relationship are. with Nikki Haley uh, yeah. at all. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, uh, but I love Vivek. I mean, I'm an investor in, in one of his uh, funds. I love Vivek. I think Tim Scott's a good guy. I don't know how uh, conservative he is. But I think his story's amazing. And I'm in Florida. And I can tell you right now, we've never had a better governor. And you're never going to get me to say otherwise. I really don't care who says what. But I'm a Trump guy. I've been a Trump guy. I've always been a Trump guy. I don't think that's a mystery. And uh, I think last night it's over. I, I, I really do. I, I really, I don't see any purpose. Last night, CNN thought it was going to be the kill shot for Donald Trump. It turned out to be the kill shot for CNN. I mean, absolutely body bagged the CNN audience last night and the absolutely hapless Caitlin Collins. Just hapless. Now, what do I always say? You got to do the dipsy do flip a roof. You ever want to analyze what's going on with the left? Always gauge the success or failure of what Trump did or didn't do based on the degree of hysteria from the left. If they ignore it, if you hear nothing from the left about Trump at all, it was probably a failure. I'll give you an example. I, I didn't think the announcement he did for president. Remember the announcement? I, I thought it was a little low energy. The speech was okay, but it was just a bad timing. It just seemed like it was done to kind of knock out other candidates. I, I didn't think it was a good idea when they did it back then. I, I still don't. But did you notice the announcement got almost no attention? This is what I mean. When the media starts freaking out, about what Donald Trump is doing, it means Donald Trump did something that is really destructive to the enemies of America. Always gauge the success or failure by that. Here's what I mean, New York Post. Proving my point exactly. Ding, 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 ding. Donald Trump CNN Town Hall Live updates. Liberal journalists and AOC blast the network over the event. Quote, lost total control, including uh, losers and zeros like AOC. Look at her on Twitter. CNN should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, the world's uh, the world's dumbest congresswoman. They've lost total control of the town hall, she says, to be manipulated. The audience is cheering them on and laughing at the host. Ah, we were laughing at the host, too. That was great. And then Mehdi Hassan, who got wrecked by Matt Taibbi. Here's another crazed leftist. 
I thought the CNN town hall would be bad, but it's worse than I thought. The audience on his side, the mocking of a victim of sexual abuse. Donald Trump's saying otherwise. He's allowed to defend himself. Matty, you, you've got some tapes out there too, I believe, right? I think uh, we can all see those on Twitter. He's allowed to defend himself, right? You did. Those tapes were kind of interesting. You were talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Strange, huh? Always gauge it, folks. They have got real problems right now. Donald Trump is back. He was back last night. And I'll tell you, he had a lot of substance in what he had to say. Now, in what I, I think CNN and Ben Shapiro uh, agrees. Shapiro put this out on Twitter last night, and he's 100% correct. CNN, whether they know it or not, did an enormous favor for Donald Trump last night. So much so that really, I don't see... There's this thing in politics called the big mo momentum. I don't see the big mo changing at all. I don't. I see at this point, there's almost no chance anymore for anybody to catch Trump. He just obliterated them last night. How he's going to fare in the general, I don't know. I'm not making the mistake I made in 2020 or 2022. I told you that yesterday. I'm not going to get out, oh, he's going to win by 10. I'm not doing that shit. You want to do it, you do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I am going to pretend Trump is going to lose by 20. That way we all get out and vote because I'm not getting stuck again. Having said that, the moderator last night was a total joke. I've got a bunch of clips, including one, a hilarious clip from a focus group they ran afterwards. But she doesn't appear to know here, Caitlin Collins. I'm going to lead with this one, even though it happened towards the end. Donald Trump is talking about Ukraine, Russia here. And what he's referring to in this statement is Europe's budget for NATO, their defense budget. Just so we're clear, the North Atlantic Treaty or, or Organization there, NATO, right? The alliance there, they are obligated as being part of NATO to spend a specific percentage of their GDP towards their national defense. Donald Trump has been complaining for years that even though NATO largely benefits countries in Europe, we're in North America. Who are our enemies, Joe? Canada and Mexico? I mean, they're not yep. going to invade us. So Trump's like, why the hell are we spending all this money on NATO if you're not? Caitlin Collins doesn't seem to get that. She keeps going back to, no, 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 we're talking about Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. He's talking about Ukraine too, where NATO countries are bordering the skirmish here and the fight. What an idiot. Take a look. I got with NATO, when I sat down, I got them right to now, put up Mr. hundreds President. of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under Obama and Bush and all of these other presidents, that's why they're, they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But so I want Europe. What's to, happening in Ukraine, excuse me, Mr. I President. want Europe to put up more money because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending $170 billion for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land, and they're in for 20. I don't think so. She doesn't even appear to know. This is supposed to be a journalist that he's talking about NATO bordering. This, this, the fight going on in Ukraine and you, with Ukraine and Russia. She doesn't even yeah. seem to know that. That was surprising that she uh, should, should be so stupid. Uh, Joe, she was the entertainment reporter at the Daily Caller before she wound right. up on CNN. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. She had a job, fine. You were, But, I mean, listen, I was a police officer and an agent. I had nothing to do with politics either, but either did she. She was an entertainment reporter over there. The thing is, she doesn't know anything. I consider it my obligation to, when I don't know something, I tell you, if we screw something up, we'll say it. But my gosh, you don't even know what he's talking about NATO. That was, the, that was the least of it. Here, in order to redeem herself, well, this thing just went bad within seconds. Within seconds. 
You know, how many times do I got to tell liberals? Listen to me. Listen. Put down what you're doing. Take your pen. Put it down. Your coffee mug. Here, take a sip. Mm-hmm. Put it down on the table. Get the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth for a second. Listen to what I'm telling you. Trump is the Lion King. I've said it a thousand times. He's the apex predator on the stage. If you're not prepared to deal with him, then don't get on the stage because he's going to destroy you. This is why I think it's a mistake for him to skip these debates. Everyone will look small next to him. They just will. It's a huge mistake. They don't listen to me, so it doesn't really matter. But here she tries the tough guy approach with Donald Trump. And you got to remember with Trump, Hillary tried this too. He always gets the last word. Always. It just makes better sense to kind of kill him with kindness and the honey, not vinegar. Because you're not going to out-vinegar Donald Trump. He's the freaking apex predator. Here, take a listen. Biden did ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like you did. And so that's the question. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's the answer? Can I do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to you're a nasty person, I'll tell you. (laughs) I mean, you're gonna out wise ass Donald Trump? Really? You just look silly. You're just giving them talking. I'm not giving these people tips. I'm just telling you how totally incompetent after seven years of Donald Trump that they can't figure him out. Now, there's a theme to the show I want you to keep in your heads today because I'm going to constantly go back to it. I mentioned it earlier. Always gauge the damage Donald Trump has done to the left. Always. By the reaction of the left. If they ignore it, it's usually a nothing burger or damaging to Trump, and they just let him do his own thing. If it is super destructive to the left, like last night's town hall was, where CNN and Caitlin Collins looked just pathetic, and Trump looked sharp on the ball and nowhere close to his chronological age, unlike Biden, who looks 10 years older than 80, always go to the left. Here's a perfect example. Here's the Lenin Project's uh, Dick Wilson sometimes called Rick Wilson, mistakenly. Rick Wilson over there at the Lenin Project, uh, sometimes known as the Lincoln Project, Rick Wilson is a a sellout, a a life loser, a guy who there's a lot of information floating out there about, and I'm actually surprised. I don't want to be the one to put it out there because it's kind of gross, but there's a lot of stuff out there people know about. We're in a break now from the presidential uh, town hall. Folks in the chat room, you got to start getting on geeks, getting a little too... uh, Getting a little too uh, quick with the feisty. trigger finger there. Slow down there, but you get a little too feisty. feisty. I mentioned Dick Wilson. He got all excited over there. He's like, oh, he loved playing clips of this guy. I got to give you a little background on Dick Wilson. So Dick Wilson uh, is a sellout. Uh, Dick Wilson used to grift off Republicans, pretending to be a Republican consultant. When he kept losing and Republicans laughed him out of the Republican Party, he got involved with another loser, Reed Galen, who we'll put up in a minute. And they started becoming anti-Trump losers because they wanted to grift off lefties who amazingly still keep giving this life loser money. I ran into this guy in an airport up in New York. Uh, He nearly dropped a load in his pants. He was so scared when I saw him. He turned white and I walked up to him and I told the story before. The dude stunk. Like a, a, like a, like he hadn't taken a shower in six months. He had that oily, oily sulfur-like stench emanating from him. And he had dandruff flakes the size of like buffalo snow. I've never seen anything like it. 
And, I, you know, so I sent the guy, I said to him, hey, man, whatever, like, good to see you. And, you know, I was trying to be a nice guy, take the high road. And he was like, oh, yeah, he couldn't get out of there quick enough. He had to go to the bathroom and change his diaper, although he probably smelled better after he crapped himself. The guy stunk. <laughs> oh, I'm not dude. telling you this. It's not a joke. I'm, not, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe the guy, the stench. I mean, it was like pig pen from the peanuts. And I walked away and I was like, holy Moses, this dude shower? This is this guy, the Lenin Project guy. If liberals are giving him money, buy a bar of freaking soap. Here he is last night, uh, Dick Wilson, absolutely melting down. Here's how you know Trump did serious damage. Okay, you can hit it now. We're in a break now from the presidential uh, town hall with CNN, Caitlin Collins. And whatever the fuck they thought they were going to get out of this, they instead have set a match to democracy once again. You are letting an insane person stand there and make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about rape. You make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about abortion, when he calls an African-American police officer a thug. This insanity should be pulled off the fucking air. Chris Lick, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is astoundingly bad for the brand of CNN. It's astoundingly bad for the country. And it's astoundingly bad, honestly, folks, for every other Republican candidate in the primaries. Wrap that shit up. It's done. You saw this tonight. You know you can't beat him on the stage. Everybody else, oars up. Time to go to work because he's going to be the nominee. This shit is unfucking believable. I've never seen anything like it. It is a disaster of the highest fucking degree. <laughs> oh, dude, you want the Muttley? Come on. Man. I mean, we got it. I mean, really. Don't disrespect Muttley. I mean, I mean, all right, we can't. I mean, Dick Wilson, man. Everyone, please do me a favor. Go to his Twitter account and send him like a Walmart.com link to Degree or Dove Underarm Deodorant or whatever one he uses, <laughs> Speed Stick, I don't know what the hell, Right Guard, maybe the spray. Uh, if you'd send him that link, he'll know where it came from, I promise. Send it to him on Twitter. He'll know exactly where it came from. There he is, totally melting down. What did I tell you? Listen to the theme of today's show. I will never mess with you. When the left freaks out, that means they have they are terrified right now that Trump is back. They're terrified. Here's playbook, political playbook, which is the Bible of the left. It's an email that comes out every morning. Playbook is just astonished how badly CNN just self-owned themselves last night with this pathetic debate, throwing Caitlin Collins up against the Lion King in what was the most hapless mismatch we've seen since you know, Mike Tyson, Michael Spinks. It just wasn't going to happen. Remember that one? Spinks was in the locker room, supposedly afraid to come out. He heard Tyson punch a wall or something like that. Playbook, how Trump dominated CNN. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's exactly what happened. Here, look at this. All caps, Joe. Instant regrets, colon. CNN <laughs> faced heavy criticism for lending Trump its platform. Critics suggesting the network was prioritizing ratings rather than its commitment to truth. <laughs> here, CNN people, here they are. Here's John Ralston, the CEO of the Nevada, Nevada Independent. He posted a Twitter thread. Just minutes in, he said, this is a farce. I'm so sad. Of course, it gets better. These guys just continued to melt down, calling it a complete disaster. Go to the next screen. Even CNN's own employees 
melting down, saying this thing was a disaster, a disgrace. MSNBC host calling it an hour of misinformation. Matt Fuller from the Daily Yeast saying it was journalism malpractice. <laughs> oh, salty liberal tears. Just delicious, are they? Listen, I'm playing for keeps. I'm not here dicking around, right? Dicking around time's over. These people are the enemies of America. They hate everything we stand for. Liberty, constitutional rights, prosperity, educational rights, healthcare rights, economic rights, big R, God-given rights, the right to assemble, petition, not jam untested substances into your body. They're against all that. These people need to be politically destroyed. Politically destroyed. Politically destroyed. I'll say it for the third time, and that's it. Politically destroyed. I'll play cute. Play cute. These people steamroll you. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.